Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Colin Urquhart. Well, I trust you all had a good Christmas. Uh, I had a message from the wise man who is here on Christmas morning that said he's making his way back. He's, it's difficult to keep his camel going at only 30 <laughs> miles an hour through some areas, but he's on his way back home. Now, when we celebrate Christmas, we look back to Jesus when he came uh, as a child. And as we contemplate the new year, we look forward. So this morning, we're going to have a timeline from Scripture. And so I need seven people to come and help me. They can be any age from seven upwards. Thank you for that immediate response. (laughs) Praise the Lord. You're always first. That's good. A good willing spirit. We can have some uh, older people too. That's good. Come up on on the front here. One, two, three, four, five, six... Who is the most blessed is going to be the seventh? Dave. Well, Dave, if you could just come over here a minute because we'll keep you for a little bit. Okay, now, what we're going to do is to go back into the past so we can understand what God wants to do in the future. Is that okay? So, first of all, who knows what? God did through Noah. Come on then. You come here and stand here. That's right. Now you are Noah. Is that right? Now you lived in 2500 BC. Which means you're now about four and a half thousand years old. Can you, can you look four and a half thousand? No, you don't have to look four and a half thousand. But what happened with Noah? Can you tell me? He spoke to God. Just pass me the uh, microphone that's on there, will you? Okay. <coughs> what, what happened in Noah's life? Uh, there was a flood. There was a flood. Mm-hmm. And he had to make a boat called the ark and they had to stay in there for 40 days right now do you know do you know why there was a flood to get rid of all the bad people to get rid of all the bad people that was everybody except noah and his family wasn't it to get rid of all the sin do you know noah was 600 years old when the flood came so can you look 600 Okay. So, the purpose of the flood was to get rid of all the sin because God only wants us to do what is right. Is that it? Okay. Now, we need Abraham. (laughs) Here am I, send him. Yes. (laughs) 
Come on, you can be Abraham. No. We haven't got any ladies up here, I'm afraid. Well, come on, you'll have to be Abraham. Okay. Now, do you know what happened in Abraham's life? No clue. No clue. No clue. No, clue. no, no. Well, well, Abraham is an interesting character. Abraham is really called the father of faith. He put his trust in God. God commanded him to leave his, where he, he belonged and to go to another place. Didn't even know where he had to go, but he trusted God to lead him. And God gave him wonderful promises, and all those promises you inherit because you're a believer in Jesus. And he promised Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. Many, many people would come to have faith in God. So with Noah, he gets rid of all the sin. With Abraham, he establishes all the promises in the lives of those that are going to please God in the future. And you only have to look 175 years old. Is that all right? No, 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 no. You're very much alive. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because Abraham is now in heaven, so, so you're alive. But, you know, 600 years old, then 175 when he died, it's diminishing, it's getting lower. Now, can you just come and stand here? And you just move away a little bit. That's right. Now, you are Moses. Do you know anything about Moses? Who can tell me anything about Moses? He met God in the burning bush. He, he made the Red Sea into two rivers and He parted the Red Sea. Oh, God parted the Red Sea, didn't he? That's good. Do you know why? Because the, like the king, he wouldn't listen to his people. Pharaoh wouldn't listen. Pharaoh, he was king of where? No, no, king of Egypt. Well done, he is king of Egypt. So, Moses speaks of God setting his people free. So he gets rid of all the sin. He establishes a people of faith who will inherit all his promises. And he delivers them from all the powers of evil. Powers of the world, really. And... Do you know how old Moses was when he died? I don't suppose you do know. He was 120. So you only have to look 120. 600 years old, 175, 120. Do you know why the, the, the length of years is getting diminished with the generations? See, when God created Adam, Adam would never have died if he hadn't sinned. And you have all these people in the early... Chapters of Genesis who lived 900 years, so on, and it comes down and down and down as the fallen nature takes hold of, con of, of creation more and more. So, hallelujah. That's just a little additional piece of information for which there is no extra charge. <laughs> right, now then, let's have... Uh, let, let's, Let's have King David here. You, you, you look like a king, so you've got, to be, you've got to be David. Now, we've had Noah, we've had Abraham, we've had uh, Moses, 
David. Now, David, of course, was a king. So he stands for the kingship of Jesus. And you remember, when Jesus was born, he was of the line of David. So uh, God did remarkable things through King David. He united the whole nation, made, made it one nation, all, brought all the tribes together uh, under the authority of God. So David speaks to us of the way in which God wants to rule and reign in our lives. So he gets rid of all the sin. He establishes a people of faith. He gives us uh, the promises of God. Then he sets us free from all the powers of the world so that he might rule and reign in our lives as king. Praise God. Now, you come and stand just a little bit there. You, oh, you were 1,000 years before Christ. I don't know when you died, but uh, how old you were when you died, I can't remember that, but anyway, it doesn't matter. You were 1,000 years before Christ. So we've, 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 we've come from four, two and a half thousand years before Christ down to 1,000 years before Christ. Now, you are the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah was one of the most famous and important prophets in the whole Bible. So, um, you're very important. You existed 700 years before Jesus was born. You don't look 700, do you? But he was very, very important. Isaiah was very important because he gave all the prophetic words about Jesus and about what God would accomplish through Jesus. He even explained all about the cross and what God would accomplish through the cross, although he was speaking 700 years before it happened. And that shows that God knows what happens at the beginning of time and he knows what happens at the end of time. And right over here on this side of the platform is the end of time. So now, if you, if you come stand, right, right, you are John the Baptist. So there's 700 years or so between Isaiah and John the Baptist. And actually for 400 years before John the Baptist started his ministry, there'd been no prophecy in the land. You imagine, you go back 400 years now, that's the 1600s, no, no prophecy in, in England since the 1600s. That was a situation when um, John the Baptist began his ministry. And we know that his purpose was to prepare the way for the coming of Jesus. Are you, are you with me in all this? Yes. So this timeline now, we've come up to mm, what year? Well, of course, the BCAD is not quite accurate because we know that Herod was alive when Jesus was born, yes, but he died in 4 BC. Hello. I just thought I'd let you know that. So whoever, whoever set 
the, uh, the, the timeline between AD and BC got it slightly wrong. But anyway, so that's another piece of useless information. So John the Baptist prepares the way for the coming of Jesus. Isaiah prophesies what will happen when he comes. John the Baptist prepares the way. And there must have been a kind of revival happened during John the Baptist's time because the people came from the city and all over Judea. They would travel miles and miles by foot over hot, mountainous, uh, rocky desert just to have this man who was dressed very strangely and had a very strange diet of locusts and honey. Anybody want to try that? As Instead of fasting, you can eat locusts for 21 days. Okay, no takers for that one. Uh, but they came to him just to hear this man say, repent of all your sins. Why? Because God wanted to fulfill all the promises that he'd given through Abraham. He wanted to establish his rule and his reign in their lives like he did in David. And so there is this move that of, of God's God really among the people to get the people to repent so they would be open to hear the message of Jesus. So now we have, this is, this is remarkable. I have just committed an act of remarkable grace. We have a Tottenham supporter as Jesus. Oh. I, th I thought I was being led by the Spirit now. <laughs> so, so this is Jesus. And we know what happened as a result of Jesus. He fulfilled everything that had been prepared through all these generations, through all these different characters. But now we live after Jesus. And we don't have any more people up here, but for 1,500, well, for first of all, there was the New Testament period, which we read about in the Acts of the Apostles and in the Epistles. And we see how the church of Jesus Christ began to prosper. But then there was a period of time where the church got very worldly, it got full of unbelief, it got full of sin, all kinds of things happened. So that if we come along here to about the year 1500 plus, there's a reformation and people come back to the word of God and to the life that God really wants them to have through the word. And then of course from 1500, we have various moves of the Spirit that took place, including one that took place in the 1970s, 80s, um, the move of the, the Spirit that's called the Charismatic Movement. But there have been various moves of the Spirit since the 1500s, which have sought to bring God's people into the full blessing that he wanted them to have 
through all these things that he was preparing for. So now we come to the present day. Here, now, today, where we are. We have inherited everything that God has done through all these generations. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you see, we are part of a plan that God has. And what we have to understand about God is that he does not live in time. Jesus came from eternity into time for 33 years and then returned to eternity. And because God lives in eternity, he could see the beginning and he can see the end of time when Jesus comes again and there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. He can see all that at the same, I was going to say at the same time, but then if he's in eternity, he's outside of time. But you understand. So that's why in the book of Revelation, he can explain to us all that is going to happen when Jesus comes again, because God can already see it. So here we are now. We're looking forward to the time when Jesus will come again. But immediately, we're looking forward to what he's going to do next year. What is he going to do in the 21 days of the prayer and fasting? What is he going to do in the months after that? Well, what God has been showing us is that there's going to be a new move of the Holy Spirit. That just like since the time of Reformation, there have been several moves of the Holy Spirit, now there's going to be another move of the Spirit. And we're going to be part of it. I said we're going to be part of it. But you see, that is why... We have to give ourselves to God for that to happen. And the idea of fasting is not just to give up things, but to spend the time that you would do whatever you're giving up. Spend that time with the Lord, praying and reading the word of God and listening to what God is saying, letting him work in your heart and life. It's giving him more of ourselves, more time for him to work within us so that he can do a new thing through us. Can anybody say hallelujah? So, what does God want to do during these 21 days? Get rid of all the sin. Uh, I've got a New Year's resolution for you. Don't make one for yourself, I'll make it for you. Give up sin for 2019, is that all right? Shall we all agree with that? We're going to need the grace of God in abundance, aren't we? Okay, but what God wants to do during these 21 days is get rid of the sin, remind us of all his promises, and inspire in us the faith to believe those promises and to see them fulfilled. He wants to set us free from anything that has restricted and hindered us, just like he did through Moses. He wants to rule and reign in our lives in a new way as king, lord of lords, king of kings, ruling and reigning in us. He wants to see all the prophetic words about the children of God that are contained in Isaiah and in the other prophecies being fulfilled in our lives. 
Isaiah is full of wonderful promises of what God will do in those who believe. And of course, he wants us to be just like John the Baptist, always in that place of preparing for God to do greater and greater things in us. And then supremely, by the way in which the Holy Spirit works in us, he wants to make us more like Jesus. And if, since we first came to know Jesus, there's been any stuff getting on in our lives that shouldn't really be there and is hindering God's purpose in our lives, he wants to give us a personal reformation. Amen? So these are going to be 21 days of reformation, 21 days of fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit, because this coming year, 2019, is going to be very special because of what God does in us and through us. Amen. 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 So shall we all stand? And we thank all these helpers. Praise God. And let's pray together. Just close your eyes and focus on the Lord. When we have a timeline like this and we see what God has been doing through the centuries, it's wonderful to understand how he plans everything. And he's got his plan for 2019. He hasn't made up the plan in the last few weeks. His plan for 2019 was made before even creation began. And he's got his plan for kingdom faith. And it's a good plan because of all the promises that he's been giving us. And we know that he's always faithful in fulfilling all his promises. And you are blessed to be here as part of kingdom faith, as part of what he is promising to do in and among us. So just close your eyes and thank the Lord. Thank him. You can speak out quietly. You don't have to speak so that others around you can hear. But actually mouth the words. Don't just stand there thinking thoughts. But thank him. Let your lips move and words quietly come out of your lips. Thank him for all that he's already done in you. Thank him that as in the days of Noah, he wants to get rid of all sin out of your life. Thank him that you inherit all the promises of Abraham and all the better promises that come through Jesus. And that he wants to see the fulfillment of those promises in your life in these coming weeks and months. Thank him that he's not only set you free, some of you have been going through freedom course, but he's not only set you free from negative things of the past, but he's bringing you into a greater freedom in the spirit. And there's going to be a greater freedom of the spirit in kingdom faith in the coming year. The Holy Spirit is going to break out amongst us in powerful ways. Hallelujah. So just submit to the kingship of Jesus. David 
was used by God in the way that he was because he had a heart after the heart of God. Can you say to the Lord this morning, I want a heart after your heart, Lord. And I submit my life afresh to the kingship of Jesus. Lord Jesus, rule and reign in my life in this coming year. More than ever in the past, that more of your kingly rule will be revealed in the way I live, in the things I say and the things I do. Thank you, Lord. And God wants to make us a prophetic people, just like Isaiah. Not, not prophets like Isaiah, but a prophetic people. A people through whom God can speak to Horsham and the 25-mile radius, but also he can speak to the world around us. People need to see more of the life of Jesus. And people need to receive more of the life of Jesus through us, don't they? So let's thank the Lord. Now, thank you, Lord, that you make us a prophetic people. And that so many of the prophecies in Isaiah and the other prophets, we're going to see fulfilled in our lives. Thank you, Lord. We praise your holy name. And we thank you, Lord, for John the Baptist. We want to be like John the Baptist in these coming days before the 21 days. We want to get ready. We want to be ready. We want to be full of anticipation. We want to be full of expectation that you're going to do great and mighty and wonderful things amongst us. And thank you, Lord, that the outcome is going to be that all of us will be, at the end of those 21 days, we will be more like Jesus. And there will be more of Jesus in our lives. And then, Lord, for the rest of the year, there will be more and more of Jesus. More and more of his life, of his love, of his power flowing through our lives and out of our lives as rivers of living water. So we bless you, Lord, for a reformation. Hallelujah. For a new move of your Holy Spirit amongst us. And we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. Come on, let's just speak out our praises. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. What a great and mighty God you are. Praise your wonderful and your holy name. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Is anybody expectant of great things? Well, just turn to at least four people around you and say, I'm expecting great things with God this coming year. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.